Hello and welcome to an unexpected podcast. My name is Tim, and with me as always, mm-hmm. we have Matt, Mick, and Devin. And joining us again is Evan. Uh, on this week's episode, we're going to be going over the army of Lake Town, and we're going to be going over a list by Jorg Schmidt. Um, so we're going to move over to the list first, so I will actually move that over to Matt. All right, so this is a um, Lothlorien allied with Rohan list uh, that he was curious about our thoughts. So in this list, he has Galadriel, who's the leader. She does not appear to have a mirror. Uh, Six Galadriel warriors with bow and spear. Six Galadriel warriors with shield and spear. Uh, Three Galadriel warriors with shield. One Galadriel warrior with a banner. Two guards of the Galadriel court. And so that's a full 18-figure warband for Galadriel. Uh, And she is the leader of this list. And allied, we have Theoden. with heavy armor, armored horse, and shield. And he has three Rohan Royal Guard with horse, three Rohan Royal Royal Guard with horse and throwing spear, three warriors of Rohan, (coughs) excuse me, uh, with shield and axe, and three warriors of Rohan with shield and throwing weapon. And comes up at 600 points, 32 models, six might, six bows, six throwing weapons, and it's a green alliance. So... Um, Lothlorien keeps the resistance to magic and Rohan keeps the um, uh, strength four on the charge uh, with Theoden. Um, and he writes, Gladriel's the leader, stays behind cover with the warriors with bows um, and basically keeps herself out of trouble with fate rerolls and throwing out and mobilizes and commands, which is the way you use Gladriel. Um, the guards of Gladrum Court can be used to kind of check high fight opponents. Uh, it's got a banner for elves. Thaden brings heroic march, plus his royal guards of the offensive line and meant to break through enemy lines and can be used to flank, get objectives, and cause damage with the charge. Uh, and the six warriors of Rohan are here to give a front rank for the elves, um, you know, basically a cheap front rank for the elves. Um, so thoughts on this. I guess one note, um, I'd be a little nervous of this at 600 points with only one hitter and that hitter being Theoden. Um, just because Theoden is fight five and he is a bit squishy. But let's put a pin in that and going on because, and, and move on because that is... I think kind of one of the predicates of the list of, you know, basically allying something in with Galadriel uh, and it's 600 points. I, I understand the limitations, but kind of with those caveats of Galadriel and an ally, um, it's not clear to me that there's necessarily a better solution. Uh, some other, you know, kind of low, low hanging fruit here. There's a banner. There's a Galadriel warrior with a banner. I drop one of the throwing weapons from the warrior of Rohan and give him a spear and a shield just so he can do something useful behind the lines. Um, and Wait, were you suggesting something about that banner? Cause you, you mentioned the banner, but didn't make a comment on it. Yeah. So there's a, all right. So uh, just to be clear what I'm saying here, there is a, uh, because I'm actually looking at the screen and not everybody who, who's listening will be doing that. So there is a Gladrum warrior in Gladriel's warband. Glad- the Gladrum warrior has a banner. It does not appear to have any other war gear. Um, so what I would do is I would drop the th- one of the throwing weapons from oh, the warrior in Rohan and give that banner bear a spear and a shield. 
gotcha. so that that banner bearer can do something useful in the battle line besides wave his banner around. Um, and also be a little better protected. I would also suggest dropping the other two throwing weapons off the warriors of Rohan and giving them to Royal Guard. Um, because I, I don't think that it is worth spending two points for a throwing weapon for a guy on foot. I do think it is worth spending two points for a throwing spear for somebody on a horse that can either use it as a charge as they come in or can uh, back up five inches and still throw it from outside of a foot charge range. Uh, I think the throwing weapons are, are far more useful on horse and they're worth the two points on horse. I don't actually think that they are worth the two points on foot. Um, so, uh, you know, those are, those are kind of my, my small comments on this. I think it's probably worth having a bit of a discussion as to whether at 600 points, Galadriel and Theoden as your two heroes are viable. But I'll open the floor for that. So, um, I actually, you know, go ahead. Yeah, so I was just thinking about Galadriel. And at 600 points and below, as we, as we discussed before in the Lothlorien episode, um, we weren't entirely sure that she'd be such a good choice. Uh, obviously, at higher points, she is. But I was, I was actually just looking at the profile of Celeborn, who for 20 <laughs> points more brings a lot more fighting uh, alongside him. That obviously would mean possibly dropping three warriors from his warband because of Valor, but there is still space in Theoden's warband. So I would consider potentially swapping something to bring Celeborn in this situation, just because it is a, a, a he is quite a strong hero, and at lower points, there aren't that many things that can take him out so easily. I think at 600, he was a little worried about the... He never says it, but a lot of people get worried about the um, Athelian Ranger Legion. Right. I think he wanted the sure. shooting mitigation. That's probably one of the reasons he's sticking to Galadriel like this on 600, other than maybe a desire to play Galadriel. But. Yeah, but I mean, an Athelian Legion here at 600 points is going to have, what, 40 or like 45 models anyway or something like that? So, yeah. Um, okay, well, let's say you take Galadriel. Okay, so you got there, you start fighting, you get surrounded, you don't really have enough killing power, they still swarm you and kill you. But, so then, if you have Celeborn, uh, they'll probably just shoot you down, and then Celeborn's gonna kill something. So either way, you're probably not doing very well against it, but, but then against an open field, I think you're better off with a better hero in this situation. Um... So it's worth thinking about here the issue that at 600 points, there are several armies that if you don't have blinding light in your list and you end up with the wrong scenario, have the potential just to blow you apart. Obviously, Rangers of Athelion is one of those and probably the preeminent example of one of those. But there are others. Serpent Horde can do that. Um, Corsairs of Umbar can do that. There are a few others that could, can do that as well. Um, probably, uh, you know, Rivendell Knights uh, can go in that list as well. Um, and in, an argument can be made, and this is probably worth talking about 
at a different point on the podcast that at 600 points and below, you need blinding light in your list to mm-hmm. you, you need either to be a very heavy shooty army like um, Corsairs or uh, Rangers of Athelion or uh, Serpent Horde, or you need blinding light in your list to survive them. And I think that's why Galadriel is here. And then the question becomes, um, do you need more than just Theoden as a hitter in the list as well? And that's kind of the head scratcher here, whether Theoden supported by Galadriel and her spells is enough to do the job. Um, Cause I agree. I, I mean, I agree with you, uh, Mick, if you are not in a meta that has one of those super shooty armies that tends to show mm-hmm. up at 600 points and below, then yes, Celeborn is a good choice here. Drop three random elves, uh, increase Theoden's warband accordingly, and put Celeborn in this list. And I think that works out really well. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that can survive against a heavy shooty army, I'm in, in the wrong situation. I'm not sure. Maybe you just accept risk and you do it anyway and hope that you don't draw that army in that scenario. Because, you know, if you draw Rangers of Athelion in Contest of Champions, who cares? Uh, sure. I was but, also actually wondering because yeah. um, Jorg's name sounds German. So I was just wondering whether the local meta in Germany might also be more good versus evil prone. Because obviously, in this situation, if this was a list that uh, that was specifically for good for, for good versus evil versus uh, mm-hmm. list against all comers, then again, there there are, there are pros and cons for blinding light, and it's not it's not specified. So yeah, I would assume it's probably uh, versus everybody. But I just thought um, it just, uh, uh, I just rem- remembered that there are certain countries where good versus evil is 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 quite popular. Yeah, from what I've seen in Germany, they play almost exclusively good versus evil. And I almost think that sort of hitting power problem uh, is sort of mitigated, I would say, in good versus evil, because evil can't get those uh, those like high defense troops that good can get, and they don't have those massive heroes uh, that will cut through your troops in turn. Though I still see that like, Having Galadriel and uh, a two attack, uh, only strength five on the charge, uh, fight five model is just isn't great hitting power uh, for 600 points. And that's part of the reason why um, the Shadow Lord on Fell Beast and Galadriel Lady of Light are so popular at those points levels because they give you the blinding light so you won't get shot to pieces. And they they give you a uh, hero that can actually hit things pretty hard, and uh, that's part of the problem with models like Galadriel and Gandalf at this points level because they have the blinding light, but they can't hit anything, and they have no ability to grind through troops whatsoever. I think so, we actually talked about this a little bit in the Lothlorien episode where we mentioned that Galadriel is probably not effective at six hundred and below. Yeah. And I think this is one of the reasons we also alluded to is that you just, he's basically now in this list relying completely on his warriors to grind through the enemy army. And at a largely strength three army, that's kind of problematic, especially even as Rohan is obviously the ones to do it, but half of it is on foot. So it's still not even really his most effective way to, to be through an opposing army. I mean, it's six, 
six Royal Guard on horse mm. charging at fight five and strength four is actually a pretty hard hitting. No, well, the cab, yes, but that's like all he has. It's just that well, it, half it, of them. But he's also got a really, I mean, the, what Galadriel brings to this list is she brings 18 warp warband slots, which Galadriel Lady of Light brings zero. Yeah. Um, and they cost, I think they're the same points, aren't they now? They're both yeah. 100. Well, I don't think Evan was yeah, suggesting not, to yeah, put. Yeah, I, I was, I, I was I saying that, like, yeah, it's yeah, Galadriel uh, can have these problems because she can't hit anything, yeah, right. Um, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just defending Jorg's thought process here that this is, I think, an army that. This is not an army that kills with its heroes necessarily. This is an army that kills with its troops. Hmm. It's actually pretty good at doing that, I think, and it can bring a lot of troops at 600 points. I mean, 36 at 600, I think, is pretty healthy, especially considering the defense values of most of his army. I just wasn't sure that... Well, I mean, I guess he's winning more fights than not, which is oh, yeah. always No helpful. question about that, yeah. So in that sense, if you're always winning the fights, then eventually you're going to beat your opponent. I mean... Um, I mean, obviously, barring if they have, like, double your model count. Um, but, I mean, I guess my – I was a little dismayed to see that he only had six cavalry. I was wondering if maybe more – and I don't know how many – I guess every cavalry model is going to be, like, two warrior slots, so it's probably going to hurt him too yeah, much. Yeah, I think six is uh, enough if you choose to kind of marshal it and commit it in the right place. Um, and I think you do need to think about – this is not necessarily cavalry that's going to run out and grab objectives. This is cavalry yeah. that's going to need to kill in this list. So I'm just wondering if there's someone else other than Thaden. Because, like, Thaden is bringing the, the Fight 5 charging Royal Guard. But the problem is he's only affecting six people. So is he necessarily the best choice? Like, because he mentions March, but does he really need it when he has Blinding Light? And that's just a, it's a question. He's still slowed down the pace of his infantry, so it's not like he has a cavalry army. So is Theoden honestly necessary, or could he swap him out for so? Because he's only leading twelve, so you could swap him out for literally anyone in the Rohirrim, especially since it's a green alliance. So you can just pick someone. So I mean, like maybe the better choice is to take what Mick's saying, get a hitting power kind of hero, and sacrifice the fight five Royal Guard. Uh, I mean, you get fight four instead, but that's not. Yeah, I mean the only real alternative would be something like Theodred because he has an, an extra attack, but then you're losing the. Uh, Theoden's bonus. Um, I mean, and and the other thing is, you know, e even though it's the fight five for the um, the royal guard, you're still losing the fight four for your regular warriors as well. No, so. no, no. He only affects mounted heroes. I think. Yeah, right? he only affects mounted heroes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and those guys, those guys are going to be standing in front of elves. So who cares? Yeah. So no, that's yeah. So basically, I mean. Since he only has six models benefiting from this, and look what he's sacrificing to do this. Like he's getting the fight five world guard. I get it, but he's already got fight five elves everywhere. And I, I know they can't support horses. I get that too. But like, if you're gonna be paying all these points for Theoden, why not get someone a little cheaper like Theodred or something like that who can hit a lot harder? Well, and, then you got to wall him in. The and Theodred true. is Theodred is a scary guy to play. He is, so, yeah, because of his charge charging issue. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm I'm trying to run the math to see how much Amr costs. He's Amr's 120. Oh, yeah, yeah. Should so like, uh, 20 more points, I think. Yeah, 20 points more. So that's 
two elves or like three Rohan guys. Probably just Gladrum Court Guard. Or yeah, you don't. Yeah. I don't think you want to drop the Gladrum Court Guard, but you could probably find you could probably find twenty points in here if you drop like you know one Gladrum, one Gladrum here, and drop the throwing weapons from the three warriors of Rohan on foot, and maybe drop one of them as well. Um, you could probably find um you could probably find the points and i think amr might be a good choice in here um that may be a way to do it then and then it's a, just a stronger hero that's more threatening than Faden, which Faden's yeah. great but i feel like Faden's like a force multiplier when you already have like 18 cavalry mm. like you know not six I mean, it, I'm not saying he's bad. I like Fade, and I just I think in this list he's not maximized. I mean, I think the best possibility here is you just you get rid of all of the cavalry from Thade and you just add them all to Galadriel. You get the Galadriel calf. <laughs> I, th I think that no, would be not. perfect. <laughs> yeah, you also you also drop the th the whole Thade contingent and just take Caliborn and and calf. Well, I think, he, I think he specifically wanted to. Right. Yes. And so I'm trying to do this within the context of what he's asking for. I mean, obviously, there's some great choices. I'm trying to think in the supplements because there were some other heroes added. Not Dernhelm since she's a minor hero, so you can't ally her in. But if you – who is um, – Darewine, I think. Uh, you can do the free hero. Oh, he has to be with Faden. To, yeah, to yeah. To get, yeah, you really want yeah. – uh, there. You um, probably don't want Elf Helm because it doesn't have a strike. Doesn't yeah, it doesn't have the hitting yeah. power. I, I mean, I think I think I think Amor or Theodred is the way to go. Theodred, if you're, I mean, if you like living on the edge, you take Theodred. If you you know kind of want a safer choice, you want you you drop a couple guys and take Amor. And you can probably do. I mean, you could even drop a Royal Guard and take Amor. Well, I mean, Royal Guard. Well, the the yeah. drop the throwing weapons from the warriors of Rohan on foot. Oh, uh, okay. Because um, you you got some free points there. Because I don't I don't think they. So I think for that price, and you're dropping one of the models that would lose the benefit of Thaden anyway. In that that with that idea, I mean, I think you're getting a much harder hitting hero that you can throw around. Right. Um, I, I mean, just generally some things to think about and I, I i'm not going to go into you know how you would necessarily work these into this warband because i'm not sure you would but remember the fellowship is a green alliance with lothlorien and so one of the ways to add punch to a lothlorien list is to ally in um a legolas or a boar you know a legolas on a horse or a boromir on a horse or a aragorn on a horse um mm. and you keep all of your army bonuses you need to find warrior slots someplace else so that's an entirely different discussion um there's no like quick swap out for this list but it's just something to keep in mind well maybe yeah. maybe if you were going to go down that road though that you would you know get like rumel or haldir or you know regular captain save a bunch of points there and that could kind of make up for that you get two captains and then you know maybe your legolas kind of a thing um but yeah, mm -hmm. um, do you guys agree with um, the way that he'll be playing this list, or do you think they should be doing it a different way? I think it's actually pretty effective. Like I, as we were reading it, I kind of liked the fact that he had this huge contingent of elves, and then he balanced out his numbers with some cheap Rohan with axes in the front um, that he'll likely be piercing striking with occasionally. Seems, um, and then having a cavalry contingent, it's actually a pretty effective one. I mean, other than the hero options, 
like it, it, I think it's actually a pretty solid idea. Um, I think there's a number of different ways that you can do this list. Uh, but if you're just, if you're trying to get cheap cavalry, well, cheap cost effective cavalry, then he's doing it pretty much in a pretty smart way. Um, can I suggest something I mean, possibly radical also uh, so as, a, as a discussion point? So we were talking earlier about how the troops themselves are not very killy. And I noticed three warriors of Rohan have access. Um, obviously, the other three warriors of Rohan could also bring access for some extra strength for. And then mm. I always wondered about people's opinions about just swapping weapons into, into other weapons. So let's say even Galadrim warriors with access. Whenever, uh, whenever they stand in the front line, they could swap their uh, glaives or, or whatever it was just, just to mm. grab the axe, just to have the strength. So forward. I am hesitant to give up elven weaponry. Yes, elven blades. Exactly. That is the yes. only, like, I agree with what you're saying, Mick, but the, the elven blades, back in the old day, you could keep both. So you could have an axe and an elven blade. And That's I right, think yeah. as long as you were armed with an elven blade, period, then you got the bonus. But now you have to be fighting with it which is the proper way it should have always been. Um, so it got fixed, in my opinion. But once you do that, you remember the elven spears in the back? Unless you're fighting with elven glaives from, like, Mirkwood, I don't think they count as elven... Yeah, they, they don't. So um, I think which, if you want to add access to anything, you want to add access to the uh, Rohan Royal Guard on horse yeah. because they just swap out their swords, which they never use. And then if you've got overwhelming odds on a fight... You go, you piercing strike, and you get up to strength five on the charge. Yeah. And it gives you just that little bit more hitting power that you need in that list. So if you want to go and do conversions for axes, then I'd recommend uh, doing them on those guys. Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, nothing, like, nothing like a strength five uh, cavalry model on the charge. <laughs> strength five, fight five with Theoden, yeah. You can almost hurl. <laughs> if he keeps Theoden... You know, basically, well, I, I want to I just real quick before um, we get final, you know, overview on the Mick. I know that we talked about in the Lothorian episode how kind of the one one issue with the Galadrim is that they kind of lack hitting power a little bit. So in your opinion, is, is, is adding a point for that axe worth it? Or do you kind of feel like the Elven Blade, you can already go two handed and get that plus one if you want it? Or is the axe just more worth it in your I mean, opinion? It really cause... depends on the list, but I would say I wouldn't mind having like a handful of axes just sprinkled in. Is it, um, so in, you're, you're, you're saying it's worth the point though, the extra point to, well, to add that? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say give all of your elves axes. I would say. Well, no, I know, but like let's you say you like gave a few the... spare points, then mm -hmm. instead of giving someone some other equipment or like trying to squeeze another model, you could just like sprinkle in like four or five axes just to have that strength for. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, you know, obviously um, I haven't added up the total on this, but, you know, if you had three or four extra points, maybe maybe that'd be something where I mean, that'd be a good idea. Similarly, uh, I have a six or point list that I was going to take to Articon where it was, uh, it had um, the Abrakan Guard and some uh, Watchers of Karna, and I just randomly swapped some swords from Abrakan Guard to Axis just, just to add some extra strength, because I was like, I already have 33 models or so. I already have all of, all of my toys. What else can I just add somewhere to to have more usability on, on something? Random strength five might be useful. Random strength four to attacks might be useful. Who knows? Okay. 
Um, so overall, um, are we saying to replace Thaden with someone like Aimer? Is that the I think there were two schools of thought here. Uh, okay. One of them is if he wants to keep the heroes that he has, uh, take the throwing spears off of one of the Royal Guard, uh, have the banner bearer, then... Um, not off the Royal Guard. Not off the Royal Guard. Warriors. I'm sorry. The Warriors. I apologize. Yeah. So one of the Warriors, uh, give the Galadrim Warrior a shield and a spear. Also take all the remaining throwing spears and move them to the Royal Guard. And then I think that was all the advice if you don't swap Theoden for Aramir, which I think all of us are suggesting he should do. Okay. Is there um, any advice that I missed there? Well, we, we, also, we also briefly discussed that um, if, you're, if, you're, if you're feeling – if you want to do a hold my beer, watch this type list, you <laughs> could um, save the points and go for Theodred rather than Amr. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you for your list, York. Uh, let us know if you end up playing with it and uh, if you decide to take any of our decisions into account and how you do with it. Uh, please, anybody else, leave your uh, list in the comment section below. And then uh, any descriptions like uh, York did where he was saying, you know, I'm going to play it this way or I want it to stay in this general theme so that we can, you know, kind of have a real understanding of how you're going to play the list and, and how you want us to stay as a list. Um, we're going to move on to the main topic for today, which is the Army of Lake Town, not survivors, but the Army. Um, most of the profiles we went over in our Survivors of Lake Town episode, we'll go over them being used in this list later, but we're going to go over the profiles that weren't in the Survivors of Lake Town, but are in the Army of Lake Town real quick. And then we'll go over all the profiles as a whole and how they play in this uh, army. We'll go over the army bonus first. Um, so the Master's Purse Strings basically... It increases his special rule money bags to 12 inches rather than six. Um, is this worth keeping in your opinion or is it worth going yellow? Well, I think before we do this, we should probably go over the master. So we actually know what the special rule does. That would be a good point. Yes. Um, so I believe I said Matt. If All you right. Go over. Master of Lake Town, um, uh, which is oddly enough, the centerpiece of this list. Uh, comes in at 50 points, which is not bad for a centerpiece model. Uh, he, is, he is a man. Um, he is, has the Lake Town Infantry and Hero uh, keywords. He is a Hero of Valor, which is somewhat ironic given this particular profile, but there it is. Um, his move is six inches. He is fight four. Uh, has a four plus shoot if you can figure out a way to do it. He's strength four, defense four, two attacks. Uh, two wounds, courage of three, two might, two will, two fate. He is unarmed. Uh, his heroic actions are heroic defense, um, which I guess he just kind of like waves his hands ineffectually in the face <laughs> of your figure and uh, can only be hit on a six. Uh, his special rule, and this is what's going to factor into the army bonus. Um, the first one is money bags. The master of Lake Town can choose to expend a single point of mind at the start of a fight phase. If he does so, Braga, captain of the guard, any Lake Town guard captains, or any Lake Town guard within six inches of him receive a bonus of plus one to their fight value and count as being in range of a banner until the end of the, until the, end of the phase. And the army bonus then increases the range of this from six inches to 12 inches. So he is, he essentially can spend a point of might to become barred for a turn, or at least have bards 
buff for a turn, <laughs> um, which becomes a very useful rule within the context of this army list. Um, before we kind of talk about the master and his uses, let me just read the other special rule here, which is dragon sickness. At the start of the game, your opponent may select one of their hero models to be the bearer of a large sum of gold. The master of Lake Town is ever in base contact with the bear at the end of the move phase. He must pass a courage test or be removed as if he had just lost his uh, last wound. Um, just a point of grammar here. The he in this sentence is not referring back to the bear of the large sum of gold. It is referring back to the master of Lake Town. So if you bring the bear into contact with the master of Lake Town, it is the master of Lake Town that needs to make the courage test or disappear, yeah. not the bear, as the grammar of the sentence would suggest. All right. So I think that uh, as far as the master's rule, as Matt was kind of alluding to, is 12-inch that, you know, to go in that question that Tim asked, you know, is the 12 inches worth it? I think when you actually maximize this army, you have like 60 plus models on the field and that can make it worth it. And that's just my opinion. But I think, Evan, you believe you have a ton of experience with this army. I'm wrong. Yeah. So I know I build this army list very differently from you. And the reason I do this hmm. is because this list has so many weaknesses on its own. So I always conveniently ally this. So for me, this bonus is not 12 inches, but six inches. And even at effectively a quarter of the range, because yeah, that's how that works. Um, it's still an incredible army bonus because every time I conveniently ally this list, I don't even bother taking a banner because six inches on all of my Lake town guys is plenty for the plus one fight value. And honestly, I think he, even though he pays a very, very expensive price for not being able to do anything in combat whatsoever, um, but the six inch uh, plus one fight value in banner, even though he's spending a might, is just an incredible special rule. And just, I mean, glossing over dragon sickness very quickly. Uh, this is a Denethor style special rule where generally the, both players, the one on the person playing the master and the person playing against them, forget about this rule entirely. And when they don't <laughs> forget about it, the master never ends up in combat with that hero anyways. So it, just saying this off of my experience, I have never, ever had this rule come up. And I've played uh, the master many times. If the master was a combat model, then I could see it coming up. But the fact that even without this rule in play, you're already running him away from everyone anyway, it like doesn't really come up ever for me either. Well, I mean, you don't want to run him away from everyone well, because all of his yeah. all of his special rules buff everybody else. Block, block. Up, yeah, I mean, yeah. what he ends up doing is he ends up like moving around in the middle of his like mob of bodyguards, you know, the guys with the sunglasses and the little earpieces, <laughs> um, which fortunately, because it's Army of Lake Town, you generally have enough guys to do. But you always want to be careful that he is kind of in the center of a mob, especially if the other guy, especially if the other guy's got like a flying hero, because you know that flying hero is going to have the money bags, yeah. um, and uh, you know you you have to then kind of mob up the the master to protect him. But I mean, just to go back to the the point of Devin's way to do it versus Evan's way to do it, I think I think the master works either way. Um, 
I don't think this is an army where you necessarily need the army bonus, but I think this is an army where you can go and make this army work if you just want to say, hey, I want to pay up 60 warriors of uh, Lake Town and have a pure Lake Town army. I think that is still a viable way to play this army. And we'll go into it. I think at the end of this uh, list review, uh, or this whole army review, we'll have like different lists and styles of play for convenient allies uh, as well, so you can see the other variants of it. So, okay. Um, so we'll move on to another profile. Uh, Braga, Captain of the Guard. I'll move that over to Evan. Okay, so Braga, Captain of the Guard. He's exactly the same amount of points as the Master. He's 50 points. Uh, he is same keywords, man, Lake Town, infantry, hero. Instead of a hero of valor, he's a hero of fortitude. Uh, he is uh, move six, fight four, strength four, defense five, two attacks, two wounds, courage three. So very standard captain profile. Uh, courage three is something you need to be wary of, but it's not really that problematic. And he has the very important uh, three might, which for a 50 point hero is incredible. One will, one fate, which is average. He's got armor and a sword, which is why he's only defense five. He's got uh, two very useful heroic actions, heroic march and heroic defense. And then he has two special rules. One of them is the master's puppet, which is an active special rule. So as long as the master of Lake Town has will points remaining, if Braga declares a heroic action within six inches of the master, you roll a d6. And then on a four up, the heroic action is free and no points of might are spent. And I'm going to go over this real, really quickly, but first off, we're going to do the Heir of Self-Importance, which is his second special rule. And Braga, any Lake Town Guard captains in Lake Town Guard within three inches of him may not take part in any heroic actions called by Bard the Bowman, Bane, son of Bard, Sigurd or Tilda. So going over the Master's Puppet special rule, which is one of the main reasons you're bringing him other than the three might, it means that if the master still has will points, which he will almost always still have will points in any game, uh, Braga is a pseudo taskmaster in a way. Because any heroic action he calls, whether it's heroic move, heroic march, heroic defense, uh, you roll a d6 on a four up, it's free. So on average, instead of three might with him, you're going to be spending, I'd say, five or six in total. Sometimes maybe a little less. Sometimes, uh, if you're really lucky, a lot more. And for 50 points, the ability to have an, this incredible might generator in your army is honestly, for me, one of, the, one of the reasons why you take this army over Survivors of Lake Town. Because he has so many might points he can spend and use them for all sorts of different things. And I would say, uh, along with the master, he is an auto-take in every single Army of Lake Town list. Yeah, is yeah. an annoying jerk. Yeah, he's... <laughs> and remember, this can sometimes mean he has infinite heroic defenses, so he can be incredibly obnoxious to kill as well. And I know, Devin, you have a lot more experience with Air of Self-Importance because I never take Braga with Bard, so... Yeah, I mean, I I actually find it to be a lot more of a benefit than a, a problem. I mean, you do kind of sometimes keep Bard and Braga away from each other, but that's more for like having heroics in different places. But honestly, 
<clears throat> um, one of the things that's kind of funny is, although Braga can't take part in Bard's heroic actions, the opposite is not true. So you can call heroic moves with Braga and get, like, for free, and then get Bard to, like, charge in and <laughs> kind of Bar do stuff. Bard has no air of self-importance. Yeah, exactly. Bar Bard's okay with listening to him. Which, by the way, is also ironic if you've actually read the books, where Bard definitely has an air of self-importance. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going off of the movie personality. For <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> Bar, yeah, to, to, you know, to go off on a small tangent, if you read The Hobbit, Bart actually comes across as kind of a jerk. Um, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> move on. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll move on to the next profile, which is the Lake Town Guard Captain. So I'll move that over to Jeff. Well, should we cover in slight detail Alfred, or are we just going to cover them like... Yeah, I think I think we'll cover Alfred when we get back to we're we're gonna go through yeah. the new profiles and then we'll go back to um, Alfred and so for anyone panel. who who's just seeing this episode, we covered Alfred in the Survivors of Lake Town episode just because he was too important to skip despite his profile being in here. But we will cover him going back. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, basically, the Lake Town Guard captain, he's forty points, and he's basically a hero fortitude, which you expect of a captain. Fight four. Shoot four, shoot value, strength four, uh, defense five, two attacks, two wounds, three courage, two might, one will, one fate, uh, armor and a sword, and uh, has heroic march. So pretty much a standard captain, but that is all you care about in this list. This guy's job is really to bulk up the, the army once Alfred and Braga and the master are already taken. By the time you've taken the other three, you're already at like something over 39 almost like about 39 troops <laughs> plus than the, the three heroes so once you're taking them usually in my opinion it's if you're doing a full lake town army it's usually after you take bard um but i'm sure there's variations where you skip bard entirely but that's not how i play the army um i think if you are allying in a green alliance and you're not or i'm sorry convenient alliance i think evan will show some examples where you don't where the Lake Town Guard captains are probably the more important ones because uh, you're, you're saving points to bring in the numbers. Um, but, I mean, other than that, there's not a whole hell of a lot to say about these guys. Well, uh, it is worth mentioning that when um, the master uses a special rule, he becomes a fight five captain. Oh, yes. That is actually very important to mention. So I uh, should have thought about that, actually. Yeah. Uh, so in that sense, he actually almost is, without the strength five, he becomes almost Urukai-like. Um, so, I mean, have you used them, Matt, like in a, in, in like, what's your opinion on these guys? Um, so, I mean, I, I have to confess, I've played against this army many times because Evan plays it a lot. I'm not sure I've ever actually played this army, but I mean, a 40, 40 point potentially fight five auto bannered captain is, a pretty good buy. Mm -hmm. um, and there's something to be said for just, you know, instead of Bard, just spamming a bunch of these guys, or at least a couple of these guys. Okay. Um, we'll move on to the last new profile, uh, which is the Lake Town Guard. So I'll move that to Mick. Right. So the Lake Town Guard is a five point man with Lake Town and infantry and warrior keywords. Uh, move 6, fight 3, uh, shooting value 4+, plus. strength 3, defense 4, 1 attack, 1 wound, courage 2. He comes with armor and a sword, and his options are bow for 1 point and spear for 1 point. 
So if you were to compare him to something like Lake Town Militia, which is the other alternative within Lake Town, you'd see that these guys um, can't carry shields, which is one of their drawbacks. And um, they don't have the very cool special rules uh, that the Lake Town Militia have. However, what these guys do have is that, again, with uh, the Master's bonus, they do actually have Fight 4, and they benefit from the banner reroll. So you're actually able to spam quite a significant number of troops um, with Fight 4, which, um, even though they're only Defense 4, uh, they have a pretty good chance of winning a lot of combats, especially against all sorts of like fight three or fight two opponents. Um, which means that even though on paper they look really weak, um, in reality they can create quite a formidable line. Um, yeah, there's there's obviously always going to be a lot of them. Yeah, I guess they're a pretty simple profile. That's, I mean, that's, that's really what they're yeah, I mean, I mean, you can literally just cross out their name and write orc that can't take a shield, and you are correct because well, that is what their profile fight for is. Orc that can't take a shield. Well, if you yeah. if you take the master, yes, um, and but I mean, the biggest the biggest selling point for their profile is the fact that they are super cheap and they can get, get up to fight four. So uh, that's, that's all you really need with these guys. You can take them. If you're doing the convenient ally route, you can do a thing like if you say take elves or dwarves, you can take them in front and then use them as very cheap spear supports to bolster up your numbers. If you're taking a peer army list, you can either uh, take like 40, 45 of them and then uh, spam a bunch of heroes from Thorn's company or you can just go the full-on horde route, take like 60, 70 models, yeah. and swarm your opponent with them. There uh, is a huge drawback to doing that, and that is your wallet will be in serious pain. That is well, true. <laughs> uh, e economic issues aside, there is a second <laughs> drawback to doing that in that there is no Lake Town Shaman. Indeed. And yeah. These guys are cards too. Um, so if you run into like Black Numenorians with a Ring Wraith behind them, um, you may be sitting and staring at them for the entire game. Yeah, that's or or God forbid, Army of the Dead. That would yeah, not be right. a fun. Oh situation. yeah, that would be a terrible. <laughs> yeah, that would end badly. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, what I always find think, myself. Uh, huh? No, I was just going to ask, what do people think about giving them access? Just, just, just <laughs> because four, the axe debate begins. Like, si since they're defense four, uh, whenever they lose combat, they're going to be dying more often than not anyway. And you might just get a better strength. So it, it's the numbers problem. You're you're taking so yeah. many of these yeah, guys of that at, arming with an axe means you're dropping like I don't know, like five, six, seven warriors. Was like, it yeah. twenty yeah. points? We'll say the problem is models. the problem is you could just be taking survivors of Lake Town that get their axes for, for free, free at that <laughs> yeah. point. And the problem is. The more expensive a model is, the more worth it it is to swap their weapon. Yeah. So taking something like a half troll or whatever, I mean, just give them an axe because you're paying so many points anyways. But with stuff like Lake Town Guard, that their whole selling point is how incredibly cheap they are, uh, taking basically, adding on a fifth of their points in order to give them an axe, 
uh, will cut into your numbers a decent amount. So, I mean, if you want to throw in one or two, if you're taking a pure army, just to be able to get some strength for basic troops, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't spam them to um, any extent. Okay. Um, So there's only a couple more profiles. That's a part of purely army of Lake town, which is uh, Bard, Bane, Sigrid and Tilda. And then obviously Alfred. Um, So we'll go over Alfred real quick. Basically, um, correct me if I'm wrong. The only difference between him and this list and the other and the survivors is he can actually lead troops uh, up to fortitude, so twelve. Um, my question to you guys uh, with Alfred is, where are you putting his might? Because I think a uh, lot the will, the will, the, 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 the will to then give yeah. someone the might. might. Uh, um, generally, you're always going to have master in this list, in my opinion. But what do you think, Alvin? Uh. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, even if you're taking a convenient alliance, you're, you normally want to give it to the master because Braga has so many might points anyways that you're going to really be able to call all of the heroic moves and heroic actions you want to. So I don't think you... Because the thing with Survivors of Lake Town is that Bard needs the extra might points because you have uh, you have a shortage of... Not a shortage of might points, but not a ton of might points otherwise. But with Braga, you can fuel up the master, and instead of two turns of the 12-inch special rule, you have four or five turns of the uh, of the special rule. I, I also want to say that it, you're going to want to activate this rule quite often uh, once you get combat. And once the master's out of will, Braga's little infinite might thing shuts off. And so... Well, not infinite, but you can get the idea more. So basically, you do want him to have enough will where you can comfortably keep casting that money bags of rule, but yet still keep Braga churning on. So yeah, that that actually is a kind of a something to think about when you're cat. Yeah, you, know, you may want to. This may be an army against which you want to cast sap will against the master just to turn Braga off. But yeah, um, I, I mean, I. I think with Alfred, there may be circumstances where as long as you can keep him reasonably safe, you may want to wait to, I mean, normally just first turn of the game, you just dump uh, Alfred's will into somebody and then you move on. It's not clear to me that you necessarily want to do that here. Um, You probably want to, you're probably going to be putting at least one into the master. Um, but the adva- I mean, the advantage of giving the might to Braga is you're not giving one point to Braga, you're giving a point and a half to Braga effectively, because that one point that you give to Braga could turn into two points that you give to Braga. Mm-hmm. And it may be that you want to dump one into him if you're in a situation where like you're gonna have to march, you know, you're you're playing you're playing seize the camp. So you know you're gonna have to march all the way across the board. Um, yeah. that, that may be something where you, you give a point or two to, um, Braga, or, you know, you're going to play, you're, you're playing against goblin town or goblins where you're fighting fight two and you don't care about fight four. Um, then you may want to, you know, dump something into Bard or dump something into Braga. Um, but yeah, uh, okay. I'm thinking there. Yeah. yeah. So Man, just, I, just one final thing. Uh, I just need to clarify this real quick. Unlike in the Survivors of Lake Town, where you have to have Bard to take Alfred, in this army, you can also have the Master 
And since he's much cheaper, that's a much cheaper way to get in Alfred. Uh, so if you're looking to ally just to get like a ton of might points with something like Alfred, then this is probably a better ally than Survivors of Lake Town because in Survivors, you have to take the 200, 205 points uh, that is required to take Bard and then all of his... Well, actually, it's more like uh, 185 points to take Bard and all of his upgrades. The other thing is because Alfred is a hero of fortitude in this, he can't be stuck in somebody else's warband which means it is possible that Alfred is going, you know, if you get Maelstrom of Battle, Alfred could end up on the opposite side of the board from the Master when he eventually shows up. So you may have to be dumping his might points into uh, somebody else. And oh, by the way, if you have Master of Battle, Alfred's Warband goes down first. So, and you spend whatever you need to to get him protected by somebody else. So are you guys, uh, if you're taking this list, are you trying to fit Bard with his girls in? Or are you trying to fit just Bard? Uh, he's not as on? necessary in this list as he is. In the Survivors, he generates a fantastic bonus. But I think, although I bring him, you notice Evan does not, and I don't necessarily see a problem with that. Um, I think Bard becomes this grenade figure that you throw around. Uh, he's basically the hitting power of the Force. I'd say only at higher points would I really even do it. Necessary? Well, not not necessarily always because he's a hero of valor, which is so ironic. I know anyone who looks at this, they're like, who ever thought Bard should be leading the people who arrest him and chase him all the time. Um, but, uh, but basically, yeah, he's a hero of valor. So sometimes you can make him take the general slot. If you're really worried about uh contest of champions. Um, I mean, I don't see him as an auto include, but I see him as a very viable option. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, is there any circumstance? I mean, if you're taking Bard, is there any circumstance where you make the master your, your, your leader? So the, the only reason I could see, if you want to throw Bard into the most dangerous situations, like, you know, calling it in gamer term a grenade, like if you, if you want to just throw him in there and go nuts and with reckless abandon, then I can see the argument for leaving the master as your general. Because the master is never going to be in danger as much. Like you're always keeping him behind a wave of bodies. Plus, he has, you know, it, we, we've talked about how you're giving him Alfred's will for the might points. So then he can also then call, you know, heroic defenses if he needs to. So, you know, you get a bunch of guys on him, he just calls a heroic defense. And then in, in a little bit, I'll explain why it's not as big. I actually don't think making the, the master well, that uh, leader is that bad just because the heroic defense really saves him with two fate and two wounds. Sure, I found heroic defense. Sure, but there's, there's, oh. actually, there's actually not a problem with master as a leader and that he's only courage three. Uh, so that is true. One, once that is your true. army breaks, you don't really want your general to just be disappearing. The moment That's a good point. And that, yeah. that is actually an excellent point. Um, which is can be a strong argument to also just keep Bard as your general. Um, so, which is insane to me that he's even able to do that. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Why is this guy in charge? <laughs> okay, it's like I get it. He let him in the books, but you either choose one. We're either representing the movies, or the films here. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and not only that, or but the movies like, or the, the books. But Braga is the only one who kind of realizes that. That somebody that was in jail a moment ago maybe shouldn't be leading the army. Yeah. Braga's <laughs> <laughs> like, but wait a minute, I'm the commander of the guard. Why and is why anybody it, listening to me? I feel like everyone in Lake Town should have that special rule. 
like Alfred, the master, all of them should have the air of special uh, air of self importance. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, because so, the master is going to listen to what Bart has to say. Yeah, that, he, <laughs> he's totally fine with it. Like, yeah. <laughs> So uh, one one thing about Bard is you are only taking Bard, and I repeat, only taking Bard if you have a green alliance or if you're taking a pure army. Because if you're taking a convenient alliance, you cross off Bard, you ride in Thorin Oakenshield on Wargoat, and then you have a better Bard, congratulations, <laughs> and he's so much cheaper. Um, so the, the problem with Bard in this list is... He, he's balanced. His profile and uh, points cost are balanced around his massive banner effect and fight value effect. And that is completely useless in this list. It does absolutely nothing except benefit Bane, which is a model I would never take in this list. And overall, it's just a waste of points. And if you're taking him with Sigurd and Tilda, which you have to because it gives him fight six, which is incredibly important, and free heroic combats, which I don't think I need to explain why those are incredible, you're spending 185 points for him. And with Thorin, you are spending 125 points for him. So you're paying 60 points for two extra fate points, but you're losing three defense. And then you're getting... A, you're getting two extra movement on the horse, but you're losing a defense and you're losing the knockdown rule. And then everything else is just basically exactly the same. Thorin doesn't have the problem of Sigrid and Tilda. So you're paying tons and tons of points for a, for a rapid shot, which you're sometimes just going to miss every single turn of the game because it's super fluky and uh, the great bow. So... You need to be you need to really want that extra hitting power with Bard to take him in this list. And if you're just saying, "Oh, I'm going to throw all of these powerful heroes in from convenient allies," you do not need to take Bard. So, I would say just just think about it when you're taking Bard because you are wasting in quotation marks a lot of points. I like that analysis. That's great. That was great. That's a lot of hate on Bard. <laughs> yeah, I was just looking at Devin's face right now, and I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, he's 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 really taking it well." <laughs> yeah, no, I was just like, "All right, no, I can see it. I can see it. I actually like that." I'm like, "All right." Um, like, I mean, I play pure Army of Lake Town, so um, I just end up having him bulk up more numbers. But the comparison to Thorin, I think, is a great one. Um, I think that the point of what you do that is when you've maxed out the numbers that you need. Um, I mean, obviously with that 60 extra points, you can get another Lake town captain and some guys. So it's like, I mean, I can see the definite argument to it. Like, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I like it. I like that analysis. So what, what I want to go over real quick before we go over the lists, um, cause I know Evan wrote a couple lists. Um, they do have one green ally, which is Thorin's company. Um, would you guys consider no. taking anybody from Thorin's company? Um, yes. And, and, and I think I know the models that Evan's referring to. Um, <laughs> so, Evan, if you want to go over the models to take from Thorin's company. Uh, so, there are two that at higher points you will almost always take, and then there are some that you can take if you want. 
The ones that you will almost always take are obviously uh, Gandalf and Bilbo Baggins with the ring. Uh, Gandalf is self-explanatory. And obviously you can argue, oh, well, that makes it more like a Survivors of Lake Town army. But you, you need Gandalf in this army list at higher points. Uh, blinding Light, with Defense 4 models everywhere, you are going to be shot to death by every single army in the game that invests in shooting. Uh, crossbows are going to kill tons of models. Even something like uh, Haradrim... Uh, Rangers of Athelion, you will get shot to pieces, so you absolutely need blinding light at higher points. At lower points, you suffer from the problem of, oh, now you've paid 180 points for a hero that's not going to be hitting very hard. But definitely at higher points, you want him. Sorceress Blast is incredible as well. He's got strength and will, so you can do that stupid Alfred trick where you get infinite amount of might points. Um, and other than that, yeah, you're always taking Gandalf. And then Bilbo is absolutely ridiculous because he's super cheap, so he's 60 points. And uh, actually, interestingly enough, you don't even need Gandalf to take Bilbo because he's a hero of fortitude. So you can just convenient ally him right in there. And obviously, his, his stat line is absolutely atrocious. Uh, fight 3, Strength 2, Defense 3... Uh, but he does have three fate, three will, and two might. And most importantly, he has the ring. And for some reason, he doesn't suffer any penalties from it, even though he's exactly the same points and profile as Frodo. And Frodo suffers penalties from it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just so stupid. He's basically... He's so good at just running in and killing any hero when you team him up with something like Bard or a hard, even, another hard-hitting model. Even Braga. Yeah, I mean, that works too. You're out fighting basically every single model. And I would personally never take Sting with him because uh, That's not his point. he's got... It's five points, and his job isn't to hit anything. And going from strength two to strength three is not going to help you at all. So just take him as cheap as possible... However, I would actually recommend the pony and hear me out on this. I know you're thinking like, well, he's just going to dismount off the pony if he's ever going to fight, because if he puts the ring on on the pony, then the pony runs away and he has to make a thrown rider check. But the thing about Bilbo is that he, his big weakness is he is move four, which is significantly slower than the rest of the army. And just for five points to double his movement from four to eight allows you to position him where you want him. And then, again, you're just spending five points, so you're taking away one Lake Tanner. So I would say the pony is almost an auto-include if you're willing to do the conversion. Because if, if you don't have the model for it, then, I mean, good luck. But um, I yeah, have a question about Thorin's company. So... Uh, one model that, that has had quite a lot of attention back in the UK, uh, probably about a year ago before the pandemic, was Biffer, Biffer the Dwarf. Yeah. 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 So, with his special rule where um, if he makes a strike uh, he, uh, and he causes a wound, then he, he successfully removes the axe from his skull, and then he can call a heroic move each turn without reaching his might point. 
Um, so he is uh, 45 points and hero fortitude. So you could just drop him in um, as an ally. So would any of you consider allying him as one of those things where, okay, well, we already have a lot of might, but then we might as well just have another bunch of free heroic moves for the rest of the game. So I, I actually, I would consider, and you know what, this is the great thing about the survivor or the not survivors, the army of Lake town is that be, if you went with what Evan was saying, how um, you didn't take Bard. So you have a whole bunch of points to use towards, you know, models. And, and I think what's great about um, Thorin's company being so cheap for each dwarf is that each dwarf can kind of give you that really like, like Biffer, for example, you get the free hook moves. And then like he said with, with, um, with Bilbo, you know, you get the 60 points for what he does. And then you can add Gan a big hero like Gandalf into there to give you pr uh, protection. You still have your troops because all of your heroes are super cost-effective. There's, I, I would like Biffer. I, I'm going to throw another name out there, uh, Bomber. And so the, the concept is, right, you, you use Gandalf, but he can only use one spell a turn. And when he strengthens wills, it's on a four plus. But with Bomber's rule, as long as they're, um, was it within base contact, you need a four plus to give them a point of will anyway. Well, never, you never bring Gandalf to do strength and will. Strength and will is something. Well, no, I'm saying but if, you were to, if you were to want to add yeah. will to Alfred to then give more might, you need a four plus anyway. Bomber's on a four plus anyway. Plus, he has, I mean, he's not terrible in combat. He's not great, but he's not terrible. Plus, so uh, he's a I'm, good tank. Yeah, I've, I've used it before. I, I've tried this whole trick you're doing, um, and it's not bad. Uh, if, especially if you have Alfred near the master, the master's your general, then Bomber acts as a nice little bodyguard, you know, to heroic defense and all that. Um, it, you know, I, I don't think it's a bad idea. There is an argument that Biffer might be better to do the same thing, like because effectively what you're doing is a mic battery. But if you are just concerned about just charging up the master, then and you're at a lower points, and you couldn't get Gandalf in anyway, then... Well, I'm saying, for example, why, why couldn't you take both, right? They're 90 points, or if you wanted to give them a pony, then they're 100. Uh, both, what, you mean Biffer and Bomber? Yeah, so if you, if you added both, they're you get free Hulk moves. Job, really. What's that? They're sort of doing the same job. They're, they're essentially just well, trying to... Not, so, yeah. yeah, not... not I, I would disagree with that. I, and I'll say, Biffer's there to make sure your army moves first, Bomber's there to make sure that you have fight for every turn and have and a, banner. a banner. Yeah, yeah. and a banner. So they do the same. Th they give you every. I mean, if you're lucky enough, of course, it's not guaranteed every turn. But more than likely, on a four plus, you get a free point of will for Alfred, which then goes to the master. And then he already, like we said, let's say you give all three of his will to him in the first place. He already has five. More than likely, by the end of the game, almost every turn that you are fighting, you are going to have fight for with a banner because of. Bomber. It lets Gandalf um, do other things so he doesn't have to worry about anything like that. I'm not saying you would, you know, when you're in the middle of a fight, you're going, oh, let me strengthen Will Alfred, but, you know, maybe you, you don't use that at the beginning of the game. It lets Gandalf do whatever he wants, and then Biffer's there to call the free hook moves every turn. Sure, but then isn't the whole point of his army to have a lot of troops? And the more of these little heroes you add in, um, let, let's say adding Bomber or, Bif or Biffer, that's like eight models each. Well, the, the thing is the troops are so cheap and the heroes already in the list are so cheap. I imagine 
Yeah, you're just paying 100 points to get this investment that you're talking about. So it's not that bad. Like, yeah. if that's all you're doing, terrible, but... then I, I, at like 600, I guess I can see the argument to it. Like, it's like, okay. Because if, just... if you took the Master Alfred in Braga, right? That's 120 points for, what is that, 39 models? And then the models yeah. themselves are only, what, six points? Five, five points for the front line, six points for the back rank, and then bows yeah. for six points? You can probably afford to throw in, like... I, I was, you have a lot of... You can still get easily 40-plus, if not 50-plus yeah. troops if you were to, you know, if you were to do this. You throw in another captain, you get to 50 troops, and then you use all those other remaining points to go towards, you know, Gandalf, Bilbo, Biffer, Bomber. Oh, so, you can bring Thorin and actually smash people in their faces. <laughs> so, so um, my my thought process with this is sometimes you'll fill up all of your warbands in Lake Town and then you'll have like 40 points left. And I mean, why would you ever take a captain of Lake Town over either Biffer or Bomber? So I'd say then probably yeah. there's it's a no-brainer that you should take them. But just sharing from personal experience, I I can't really remember a time where I have run out of might points with my army of Lake Town list. It almost never happens with me. And that's just because Braga has so many free might points anyways that it feels like taking Biffer is redundant because he just does the exact same thing as yeah. Braga. Uh I've, I think I've experimented with Bomber a couple times. Um, and I'm just going to say this right now, that four up, restore a will on Alfred, it's not consistent at all. I've had times when three or four turns have passed and zero will points have been generated. And now I've got this 45 point model that isn't doing anything because it's not like he can call heroic moves. Uh, because he's got his uh, lumbering special rule, so I'm I'm not sure about Bomber in this list because the whole point of Alfred is you're paying 20 points and you've got three might points. Now you're paying 65 points and you've got three might points and a couple more might points sometimes. So I wouldn't say. Just like throw these guys into every army of Lake Town list. If you've got spare points, maybe throw one of them in if you want to. They're interesting flavor. They're pretty cool. But I wouldn't take them in it all the time. My experience has been the same as Evans. I, I you have done it, and it, it rarely feels like I'm actually getting the results I want. Because I feel like for a 45-point investment... The amount of times I actually get the free will, I think in some of my best games, it might be like twice. So like, that would be, I mean, it, it, it doesn't happen very often. Well, um, well, I, yeah, well, I, well, I share the skepticism about this. I mean, I would point out that if this strategy is going to work and, and pay off in any army, it's probably this one. And that's because this is an army where, once you get the will into Alfred and once Alfred gives a might to somebody else, that might has much bigger effects than it does anywhere else, either because you're using the master's rule to fuel a 12 inch banner and a 12 inch fight value buff, or you're using Braga and you're effectively getting you know, a, a point and a half of might out of the process. Mm. Okay. Um, 
Evan, I know that you said you had uh, some lists for this army, so I'm interested to hear what you got. So, so I'll go over the green alliance I made first, and then we can sort of talk about in general what we do for convenient allies, and then I'll go over a list I made for that as well. Uh, obviously, time dependent. Um, so I made a 700-point army, and it's got obviously the two green allies, Army of Lake Town and uh, Thorin's Company. So in Warband 1, there's the Master of Lake Town with uh, seven Lake Towners with swords, three Lake Towners with spears, and five Lake Towners with bows and spears. Warband 2 is Braga with three Lake Towners with spears, four Lake Towners with bows and spears, and five Lake Towners with swords. Warband 3 is Alfred with three with spears, four with bows and spears, and five, five with swords. And then for my allied contingent of Thorne's company, I have Gandalf the Grey on horse, Bilbo Baggins, uh, and going counter to my own advice, I have him on, on a pony and with Sting. And there is a reason behind this. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then I have Dwalin, and then he is on a pony. So a bit of my thought process behind this list. The reason I have Sting with Bilbo, of course, is because I ran out of warband slots. There is no other reason behind that. And that's also part of the reason why Dwalin is on pony. And going over this list, uh, 45 models which isn't a full-on horde, but for 700 points, the average is usually like 35, so it's, it's big. It is a big army list. And it's got the three auto-includes we talked about with the Master, Braga, and Alfred. You want to take all three of these models in every single army of Lake Town lists uh, because otherwise there's no reason to be taking an army of Lake Town list. Uh, it's got Gandalf for the blinding light. It's got Bilbo for the ring. And because I am following my own advice about not taking Bard, and especially if you take Bard in this type of list to 700 points, the army list gets super duper small. So I decided to take a less expensive grenade, that being Dwalin. And while he doesn't get the cavalry bonuses... He makes up for that with strength five and plus one to wounds. So he, tr he chews through basically everything. And he's the go-to model you use to, uh, to take advantage of Bilbo's ring roll to assassinate heroes. Because he'll just kill almost all of them. And he's on pony as well, just to uh, keep up with the rest of the Lake Towners. And uh, give him some extra movement. And because he auto-passes Courage Tests anyways, you can just keep him on Pony and uh, be able to keep him at move 8. And overall, uh, I mean, I just tried to fill up as many of the Lake Towner's weaknesses as I can with the assassination in Gandalf. And that's about it. All right. So I, I do like the use of the other three heroes, Gandalf, Bilbo, and... Um... And Dwalin better than having Bard. You're getting a lot more versatility out of those three. I mean, obviously, they're not the same points as just Bard. Um, I agree. The 45 models, you said 45, right? Yes. And I think the 45 models is 
probably the minimum you want to go at 700 with a defense four army. I think I personally might feel a little hesitant at only those numbers, but fortunately you do have like certain mitigating factors like Gandalf shutting down enemy heroes and, and dwell on. I do like, I mean, you're saving as many points as possible by not arming basically your whole front rank with spears and giving the bowmen spears so that way they can stick in the back rank. Um, so effectively your whole army is six points a piece when kind of averaged out, I suppose. You have more. It sounded like you had more spears than swords in general, so it's allows you to be um, kind of flexible. By, by a little bit. So mm-hmm. I did a configuration which is a little bit different than the standard 33 swords, 33 spears, 33 bows. Mm-hmm. And I basically what I did is I put all of my least valuable models in front. So all of my I have roughly 50% sword guys. And then all of my bowmen have spears. Yeah. And then I have a very small amount of just regular spearmen. Mm. So it's basically a shield wall uh, yeah. in a sense where you put your uh, defense four or five point guys in front and your slightly more valuable spear and bowmen and spearmen behind. And it allows your bowmen to sort of contribute to combat without just uh, just shooting. I think one of the best parts about the list also is Gandalf is your leader, so you don't have to worry about Master being your leader. It's so weird yeah. that he's yeah. Valor. Um, one one thing to note here, I'm I'm since Evan's talking, I'm going to play Evan's role and say, well, actually, um, for uh, for the the special rule for ponies, um, which is is buried within the. Um, the cavalry rules, it does say that you must take a courage test even if you would ordinarily pass it. Okay, so you take a courage test with courage six. With it is wrong. courage six. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean but, but with that said, I mean, you still end up on a bigger base on a pony and you lose the ability to get spear supported by somebody who's probably going to be auto-bannered. So, so you may want to think about drop. Just, I, I mean, keep on, you can keep on the pony to get him where he wants to be, Yeah. but then you may want to dismount him and um, then he can get spear supported because I don't know about your Dwalin, but my Dwalin always rolls um, a one, two, one, two, two on the dual roll. Um, and then the banner is a six. Yeah. And the banner, well, the banner is a, <laughs> yeah. The, or, or the, or the spearman is a six. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's only got the problem with Balin is he's only got two might. So you oftentimes, yeah, you, know, you don't have enough might both to call heroic strikes and get him to win the dual roll. So, Having a banner, having a bannered spear behind Dwalin is a useful thing to do. Yeah, and that's that's the great thing about ponies is that they're five points. So if you just feel like dismounting the model, you're losing five points. It really doesn't matter. And if you've got if you've used the extra movement to your advantage, you've already paid that five points back. So it's the pony is just on there for flexibility's sake. And I'd take Chili and Philly instead. <laughs> Get these. <laughs> I mean, um. you could. <laughs> <laughs> the other option, actually, and this is an option that I actually considered instead of Philly and Killy, is Thor and Oaken Shields. And you drop Sting from Bilbo, you take uh, the Oaken Shield, and then. I think you made the better choice in yeah. my personal opinion. With, uh, with Thorin, you can make him your leader, and he's a bit sturdier. 
But like with, uh, with Thorin, you, you have the... to make him your leader, don't you? No, uh, no. Gandalf, Gandalf and Thorin are hero legend, both yeah. of them. Gandalf oh, can yeah, lead so the yeah. company. This is actually, I think, the only list with two heroes of legend. Um, huh. But either way, uh, Thorin does not provide anywhere near the hitting power that Dwalin does. So I would recommend Dwalin instead. And that's that's really what I'm looking at: strength five and plus one wound versus strength four. With that's it. Like I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's a clear choice. I mean, you get the extra point of might, but. Uh, I don't think Dwalin needs it too often. So, I think the clear with, choice is Ori. As long as he's got the guy with the spear and the banner behind him. If he doesn't yeah. have the guy with the spear and banner behind him, he's never going to win a fight. Spear and banner plus Gandalf shutting down whatever he's – if if some hero is getting too too picky with him. like it's, I, I think I think Dwalin's the better pick. So, I, so what's, your, what's your convenient allies? Uh, unless anyone else has thoughts on this list. I just say justice for Ori, but that's just me. There you go. Uh, yes. Uh, if there is one model you would never ally into an army of Lake Town list, it would be Ori because he accomplishes absolutely nothing. Unless he rolls a six to hit with his sling. Exactly. See, you take yes. out that, uh, that horse. See, he has use. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, <laughs> a lot of these models in the Thorns Company list, you could take them. I'm not entirely sure why you would want to. I say ally take them. survivors of Lake Town and <laughs> you know, just make a fool impossible. Yeah. So, you know, on Ori, um, if you look at his dead eye rule, it says when he scores a six when rolling a two hit, which is different from rolls a six. Yes. So you, you could used to take be able to if you, you used yeah, to be he, able to take Alfred and then pump his might points up. And then roll a bunch of auto wounds. You still can in this list, right? Because yeah. you can, you can take up. Alfred. No, you could no. put Ori in here. You could. Oh, yeah. uh, well, you can't buff. Oh, you Ori can't get. With you Alfred. Can, yeah, you can't give him my. It's not a lake town. That's the model. that's the problem. All right, never um, mind. I'm just hearing the next Megalus is coming to town. <laughs> just that's what yeah. I'm hearing. Yeah, with his one attack, fight three, and strength three, he can really do a lot of damage in combat. I don't even so. know why we're talking about Ori. <laughs> I just I want to see him in a list, and I want to see the moment where he takes out that valuable model with a slingshot, and then I will just go and run around the place. I don't know. I want to see it. It's a bit um, like a Morgul Stalkers thing. Yeah, see, Morgul Stalkers, Morgul yeah. Knights. See, we're, we're getting we're getting to where I'm just going to murder a ring wraith on Felbeast. Well, you know, that's that's what he's for. Is he's yeah. for taking down that Felbeast? I have specifically. I think this was a long time ago, but I've specifically looked at him to just say, okay, I don't want to buy Legolas, so I'm going to take this discount Legolas and use his might point because he does have two shots if he stands still. So two shots. And he has one might point, so all you need is one five with two dice, and you might it up, and then there you go. You've got your dead eye special. My rule. opinion, he's not discounted enough to be a discount Legolas. <laughs> That's right. I mean, Legolas is a discount version of him. You'd exactly. never take him, but in theory, <laughs> in like a couple of games, he might be useful. He okay, needs to be like so, thirty points. <laughs> he, just needs, he just needs the Lake Town special rule so he can have four so, might behind that sling they, they make a rule specifically if you take ori you can give him might <laughs> all right uh we'll move on to the other list for uh evan if you want to go over yeah. that so just just a bit of advice for taking army of lake town and convenient allies and why you would want to take them the reason you take these guys is numbers obviously and 
part of that and the reason you take these guys over survivors of lake town is you get a hero of valor which is the master of lake town for 50 points instead of gandalf and bard which are 200 180 points a piece and if you take convenient allies you're probably unless you're going for a horde you're going for three warbands uh, the master of Lake Town, Braga, and Alfred, as we said before, they're the auto-includes. They make the list useful. And then you, you're you either spamming out guys and going for, like, just 40 Lake Towners and then throwing on a bunch of allies and stuff like that. Or you're maybe using them to spear support some other models. And there's actually many different ways you can conveniently conveniently ally this list you can try and go for the full-on spam maybe ally in uh take say master uh braga alfred fill up their warbands and then ally in legolas and then take 15 elves to deal with the courage problem and to get some additional shooting and then maybe throw in galadriel lady of light and there you go you've got like 60 models and uh, blinding light and a whole bunch of shooting. The only problem with that alliance uh, idea is that uh, you have a lack of hitting power. There's another way to run this list, which is you take Braga, Alfred, and the Master, and like 30-ish guys, and then you just throw in a whole bunch of heroes. So an idea with that would be at 800 points... Throw in Dwalin, throw in Thorin, and then maybe like Legolas or Thranduil or something like that. And Galadriel Lady of Light, which by the way, if you're conveniently allying this list, you're always taking Galadriel Lady of Light. Um, Why? Uh, many, many different reasons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I agree with you, but like, you should, yeah. I mean, some of our newer viewers may not understand. Yes. Why. So, first off, you get a fight six three attack hero, which is great uh, just to add some additional uh, ability to hit things in this list. And second off, you get blinding light for free without spending any might points, which is absolutely incredible. And she protects all of your super squishy defense four guys. And also, she has a very she has a bunch of very interesting interactions with heroes. Like that whole point about Sap willing the master, that's no longer a problem because you just cast Fortify Spirit on him and he doesn't care at all about the opponent's spells. She can also protect Braga in the same way and uh, she just she just allows your hero, your warriors and heroes to just get the most out of them. And best of all, she's cheap. She's 130 points, which compared to Gandalf is 50 points less. So you get a whole bunch more uh, for that investment. You can so bring Ori list... alongside. Hmm? You can bring okay. Ori and still save points. Oh, yeah, Ori, yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, so I guess I'll just go over the list I made, which is sort of a combination of those two ideas. So uh, this is an 800-point convenient allied list. It includes... The Misty Mountains, Army of Lake Town, uh, the Halls of Thranduil, and the White Council. So I feel like 
a couple people who know how you ally with those lists already know what models are in the list. So first off, I have Gua here as my army leader. And then uh, Master of Lake Town, Braga, and Alfred. And Alfred doesn't have any models in his warband. And the Master has three bowmen, six spearmen, and then one bowman with spear. Then Braga has seven spearmen, two bowmen, and then one bowman with spear. And then uh, in the Halls of Thranduil warband, Legolas Greenleaf on horse with two Mirkwood cavalry, a Wood Elf Sentinel, four Mirkwood Elves with bows, and seven Mirkwood Elves with shields. And then in the final warband is Galadriel Lady of Light. So I sort of tried to combine all of these ideas into an army list that I think covers basically every single thing uh, that you want to you want to in an army list. Except so, yeah, it's got, <laughs> I mean, it's got 40 models. Is it 40? It's not, yeah, it's got 40 models. Maybe I'm like counting and I'm like hearing like 27. <laughs> yeah, and it's that? got it's got um, seven elves with shield and four elves with bows. Okay. And then a wood elf sentinel, two cavalry models, yeah, it's okay. one flying bird. So it doesn't have any problems with maneuverability, especially with Braga in it. Uh, the master... Uh, he can still support models. He can use his, uh, still gets his banner effect. And because you're not spamming out on elves, uh, you can still benefit your lake, your normal Lake Town guard as well. And basically, the thought process behind this list was to eliminate every single weakness that the army of Lake Town has, but mitigate their strengths in order to create a stronger and more well rounded list. Do you have anything so, that gives courage? Uh, I have elves. He's well, going to charge the elves in the front. Charge the elves yeah. in front. Okay. Yeah, the Fair elves enough. go in front. Um, and so, yeah, you get the maneuverability with the Mirkwood Cavalry, and you get a monster in the list, which, by the way, this is a topic for another time, but Guahir is absolutely ridiculous. I think I recently played a game against my father. It was like to the death, and he had Lothlorien, and I didn't have a banner, and he did, and then he castled like behind a barrier and I won the game exclusively because I killed like 10 models with hurls from Gua here and bird. And I think, I think if correct me if I'm wrong, like half the list we've done in the duel have had Gua here in it. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, I, sw- I swear every list had yeah. Gua. like if we had a duel, one list had Gua here minimum. <laughs> and, and the great part about this list is Gua here, Gua here normally just completely drops to magic but you have fortify spirit or channeled fortify spirit if you need it. So there's no way you're magicking Gua here to death. So, and overall I'd say Gua here just does so much more than Bard ever would if you're taking him in this list. And I mean, I mean, you have Legolas, you're not having problems with shooting. Fair enough. And I mean, yeah, no, what I mean, do you I guys think? True. I mean, obviously, Bard is his true values, as you mentioned, his buffs he bring, which of course don't have any effect here. Um, I'm curious, why are all these alliances also convenient with survivors? And if so, why not just take them? Because 
Oh, well, I guess one, you'd have to bring Bard, and you'd have to. One, points. you lose the banner effect. Yeah. Uh, two, you lose the ridiculous amount of might points from Braga. Yeah. Um, so I guess you could, you could swap out Gua here, and then take Bard from the survivors list. Um, the pro- there are a couple of problems with this. Uh, one of which is you don't get Braga, so your might points aren't as absolutely as ridiculous as they were. Which, by the way, this list has 14 points of might plus Alfred. So it's got a lot of might points. Um, Bard is an interesting idea, but uh, overall, I don't find him to be as beneficial as Gua here, because he doesn't add in that hitting power that Gua here does because otherwise you'd go up against a defense seven army and you just, all of your guys would bounce off. And Gua here means you can hurl through lines. Uh, you can sit there and rend as well and just crunch through a bunch of models. And uh, of course you don't get the, uh, the fight four on your other Lake towners if you're taking survivors. All right. Uh, any other last thoughts? I just like challenging Evan and asking <laughs> why. <laughs> so if there's anything why? that people pick up from this, uh, apparently Gua, Gua here is seems to be in every list ever. Um, so if you're ever making a list, make sure Gua here is in your list. <laughs> it, it would actually be interesting to to go back and kind of do like an analysis of which because we did that one episode a long time ago on like which are the most underused models and which are the best models, yeah, that type of thing. Actually go back and see which figures show up in all of our lists repeatedly. And, and I, know, I, I, I promise you Guahir is number one. <laughs> I know that for a fact, Guahir is number one. I, I don't think I've ever seen somebody use more, I, at least like if I... I always say this to myself, at least like if I remember it, then it sticks out. So I don't remember anybody else, but I definitely remember Gua here being used. I mean, no, honestly, I think if if Gulivar was like a convenient ally to have more armies, you'd probably see Gulivar more on the evil yeah. side. <laughs> well, I mean that that counts, right? I mean, you know, which which figures oh. are convenient allies, so you yeah. can put them into. Yeah, into I bet you yeah. number two would be Suladan, because I think we've used Suladan. Suladan. I think I think you may be right. Yeah, if Suladan is. If Suladan is not number one, mm-hmm. um, well, a lot of times, like you'll see Rainier make a list where it'll be like, it'll be like Suladan and like um, he'll do like the Corsairs or he'll do something like. Well, that. We also pick armies we're comfortable with, and so yeah, 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 which is why sometimes we'll mix it up and you know play an army of ruffians or something. But <laughs> yeah, I, I guess the thing with Gua here is that what other monster are you taking in a good army list? Treebeard too expensive and he doesn't quick move beam fast enough. almost if it wasn't for the new faq people were really strongly considering quick beam i mean he doesn't have heroic strike well i'm just saying people were considering yeah. i mean he's yeah. a natural fight seven or six yeah he's, i think it's, he's fights he's not, he's does he have defense bad. does he have heroic defense no he's march which oh, is ironic like for an end army i'm not really yeah. sure hey <laughs> it's all in the name quick yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. and i mean Bayorn is just a worse tree beard in almost every single way. So no one's ever going to take him. So you're real. You're really, your only option is Gua here. And I mean, he's incredibly good for his points. 
-hmm. He's a pretty cheap monster. He's cheaper than a ring wraith on fell beast. He's got fight eight, which is ridiculous. He's got <laughs> fly, which is already makes him just better than a bird. 90% monsters and 90% of the monsters in general, because the big problem with monsters is their maneuverability. And I mean, he is yeah. monstrous charge, which I think the interesting thing about Kawahir as well is he is a convenient ally or green ally with every single army in the game. So you yes. can include him in every single army and don't have to worry about it being red. I mean, that, that is another really impressive fact about it that you can just take him with any army and yeah, you lose your bonus, but if your bonus wasn't that good in the first place or you don't mind losing it, Add in an eagle that has three might and can do what Guahir does. Guahir, the perfect the side case. dish in any army. It's also yeah. the case for Legolas because Thranduil's hulls are green or yellow with everybody. Yeah. And so everybody seems to be using Legolas a lot. Yes. And if you have noticed, uh, another very common ally into every single list is Galadriel Lady of Light. And while White Council doesn't, doesn't have the scope that uh, the other two lists have with the amount of uh, green and yellow allies, they still have a ton of them. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's almost like the reason Galadriel Lady of Light doesn't have one area where she's ridiculously overpowered, but she's one of those things where you can optimize your army around her and then you say, okay, I don't want to deal with shooting. I don't want to deal with um I don't want to deal with magic. I I want to be good against hordes uh cuz of her instill fear and I want to just have a nice decent hitting hero with 3 might points. And then you just throw her into the army list and she covers absolutely all of those bases. And then the rest of your army can be literally whatever, and it'll probably be a fairly decent army list. Well, meanwhile, Kirdan sits and stews and plot silently plots revenge <laughs> against Jay Claire. Yeah. My, my yeah. only issue with the the Lady of Light is that you know there's there's like no weakness to her. Is my problem? It's like no, she has weaknesses. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, think think about it. She she kind of she has she, has weak she can't. She's defense. She's, she's defense four. 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 Yeah, like she has clear obvious. Well, actually, maybe she is defense three. No, I think she's, she's, well, she's, she's defense three. She's defense but, three, yes. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not yeah, arguing she's that. Strength like, four. She's strength four, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not arguing the fact that you know, she, she, defense wise, she's weak. I think she's like, got clear weaknesses. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, so we look at it like this: she's fight six, and she isn't unarmed in this profile, so she can fight normally. She then also has three attacks at strength four, so she can fight pretty much anything. I mean, obviously, you're not throwing her into Aragorn, but if Aragorn comes up against her, she has heroic strike, so she can still match him. You know, um, she has three fate that can be rerolled. She can. Um, if We're still doing the Army of Lake Town review, right? That's that's what. That, this is. Well, I, I'm doing. we're going we're going into a review. to be fair. We are talking about convenient alliances, and all yeah. of the ones we've talked about, Guahir, Legolas, and Galadriel, and a bunch of elves, were all allied into my list. There, and we are going through the reasoning of why they are so common. Well, to to put a cap on this, I mean, I think the takeaway from from this whole discussion is that. The army of Lake Town is probably one of the best armies to ally into something else. 
because yeah. it's it's a bunch of cheap bodies that can ally with a bunch of other things. Yeah. Um, and if you if you're just if you're looking for an army that gives the most bang for your buck and the most bulk for your buck, Army of Lake Town is a really good choice. Yeah. Um, I mean, if if it wasn't for the fact that Army of Lake Town can't ally into any Lord of the Rings era armies without becoming red allies, I would say this is the perfect alliance army. But because you can't take in your ridiculously broken Lord of the Rings stuff like Boromir of Gondor and uh, Minas Tirith or something like that, then um, then it's not just flawless in its perfection in al- own alliances. But if you're going for like uh, White Council, Guahir, Thranduil's Halls, even in you can do a sort of uh, Battle of the Five Armies type list and it'll still function decently well. And I mean, it's, it's, it's okay with green alliances and pure, especially at lower points. But throwing convenient allies into this list just does so much. Okay. Um, I think we'll wrap it up there. Uh, let us know in the comments uh, if you agree with our opinions on Lake Town and if you would go more a traditional keeping it green or, or if you would go uh, convenient allies all over the place. Uh, let us know in the comments as well if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in future episodes and any lists that you'd like us to go over as well. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.